Hello, hello. Welcome back to Peak Northwest, an outdoors and travel podcast by The Oregonian and Oregon Live, dedicated to the adventure and exploration of our beautiful Pacific Northwest. I'm Jamie Hale. And I'm Vicki Connor. Together, we take you to some of the most beautiful and interesting destinations in our region, discussing where to go, what to do, and places to see. And today, we're going way out to the Wallawa Mountains of Northeast Oregon to talk about the things to see and do in the beautiful town of Joseph, a place, Jamie, where you and I just spent a few days for the Peak Northwest video series. That's right, Vicki. Last week was our inaugural Peak Northwest trip, for you and me at least. I know you've been out there with Jim before. And for our first trip, we spent it in one of the farthest flung corners of Oregon, a place known for its mountain views, lakeside, sunsets, and cute local businesses. We spent three nights in Joseph seeing just about as much as we could. And I don't know about you, Vicky, but I, I feel like we just scratched the surface. I completely agree. We really jam-packed those days that we were there. Mm-hmm. And as we left, we were like, oh, we could have done A, B, C, and D next time as well. <laughs> so we did a lot, and we can't wait to kind of unpack everything that we did. Yeah, and that's going to come in you know a, a few different ways. So, of course, we're making a video for the Peak Northwest video series, which will come later this summer. Also, there will be some standalone stories you can read, some pictures to see. But today, we wanted to talk about some of the favorite things that we saw in Joseph, uh, as well as some of the things that maybe we're itching to see next time. So, Vicki, as we're kind of still fresh with these memories in our mind, mm-hmm. where do you want to start with telling people about our Joseph trip that we just took? I guess maybe let's start with our lodging situation, since that was yeah. kind of the first thing we saw upon arriving in Joseph, which was our stay at the Jennings Hotel. The Jennings. Now, it's got kind of like a stuffy name, I think. <laughs> you know, you hear of like the Jennings Hotel, you think of like something in downtown Portland with like a doorman, and that's not it. There is not only no doorman, but the door is like unlocked to the hotel <laughs> itself. <laughs> but it's a little boutique hotel in, in Joseph in this old historic building. I think the mm-hmm. building was built like in early 1900s. But the Jennings um, started renovating it in 2015. And they have all these little rooms. Each one is designed differently by a different person. So each one has its own kind of personality. Um, and there's a little uh, communal space as well. So there's a communal kitchen. There's a communal sauna. There's some deck space, records and books and the walls. So it's kind of meant to be this place where you can kind of hang out, do some cooking if you want, um, and also have a place that's like relatively affordable and really nice to stay that's right in downtown Joseph. Exactly. And there, throughout the whole hotel, there's like quirky little touches everywhere. As we mentioned before, it's kind of an older building. So as you go up the stairs, you know, it's like squeaky stairs as you go <laughs> up. But, it's you know, you can see it's restored hardwood floors. And then you get to the top of the stairs and you see these, like a pair of binoculars by the window. And immediately you're like, oh, maybe there's something out the window. But then as your eyes go up, you see it says tiny poems with an arrow. And you look at the top of the staircase, there is a piece of paper taped to the wall in which you use the binoculars to read a little poem. And so it's little touches like those, you know, my room was room five and three quarters. And, (laughs) you know, the rooms are just so nicely done, but also simple. They have really nice high ceilings. Everything is pretty modern and All around, it was great. You walk into your room, you look out the window, and you're just hit in the face with the view of the Wallawa Mountains, and it's absolutely breathtaking. 
Oh, that's, I think that's one of the best parts is just the views from your room, the views from the deck. I mean, the mountains are literally right there. So there's no escaping mountain views. Not that you'd ever want to escape them. You can kind of sit there all day if you want and just enjoy those views and, and, and spend your time at the Jennings. But of course, <laughs> we did not do that. Um, <laughs> we spent our days out and about for the most part, checking out all the things to do around there. And I think one of the cool things about the Jennings and one of the first things we did was look for some of the restaurants and shops that are there in downtown Joseph. Yeah. And attached actually to the Jennings and from what I understand under kind of the same umbrella is the Gold Room, which has great, great pizza. We actually went there twice during our visit. The pizza was that good. (laughs) And a full review of the Gold Room by Jamie coming soon. Mm -hmm. But directly under the Jennings was not only the Gold Room, but also a little boutique shop called Friendly Canyon. So those were super easy access to us because you just walk right down the stairs and it's right there. And it also just kind of goes along with the same aesthetic of the Jennings Hotel. You know, it's modern, updated... It kind of stands out in the town of Joseph. Exactly. I mean, a lot of the places to eat, especially around Joseph, you're going to find, you know, uh, a lot of hamburgers, you know, sort of fried food, country cowboy aesthetic. And it's not that the the Jennings or the Gold Room doesn't have any of that, but it's definitely sort of more of a Portland-inspired aesthetic. So sort of hipper, moderner. You know, when we got pizza, we got like a morel pizza with chive blossoms on it and these really good craft cocktails. So I think that's what's cool about it is that it's giving an option for folks who want something um, in addition to some of those, you know, more traditional tourist towns in rural Oregon, those kinds of offerings you might have there. Exactly. Going off of that, one of the appetizers they have are fancy turnips. So yes, fancy turnips. <laughs> Give me those fancy turnips. I'm all about that. So yeah, the gold room was definitely one of the highlights as far as restaurants go. But we have to give a shout out to our favorite breakfast spot that we went to, I believe, three out of three of the full days that we were there, (laughs) which is the, you know, drum roll, please, the Blythe Cricket. Blythe Cricket is awesome. You know, I I went there like back in like 2019 and for whatever reason, I left feeling really underwhelmed by it. And so we're looking at breakfast. I was like, I guess we can go back to the Blythe Cricket. Let's check it out. It's, you know, there's not a ton of breakfast spots in town. One just closed. The other one seemed to have some staffing shortages. So we went to the Blythe Cricket and my expectations were a little bit low. But Vicky, it was awesome. <laughs> it was, it so, was good. so good. And I think each time that we went, we each ordered something different. And yeah. every time our expectations were just far exceeded. The first day, I got this really great frittata, just cooked so perfectly. I got some veggie sausage, got a little oat milk latte, and it was great. Everyone there was super friendly, too. On top of that, you know, you read the local paper there as you're eating some breakfast, and the atmosphere is wonderful. Yeah, definitely like a locals and tourist spot. And that's the sweet spot I love to see in these businesses and tourist towns, a place where everybody in town can go and enjoy themselves. And the Plyde Cricket really hits that kind of middle ground where they have like bacon and eggs if you want that. And they also have like, they did these cornmeal cakes with like poplanos and corn and black beans. Mm -hmm. And they also had these really good English muffin sandwiches. And there's a creativity to their menu that goes beyond just sort of your traditional American breakfast or in addition to the traditional American breakfast Mm -hmm. that really offers something for everyone. And 
you know, the place every morning we went, it was crowded. It was happening. And that's, I think, um, you know, really it goes to show how well they're doing there. Yes. And the last day, we made uh, an effort to check out the whole bakery selection that they had. They had this huge <laughs> case. You know, the top is filled with, you know, five different cookies. They got pies on the bottom, scones in between. They really had it all. And again, was not let down by the bakery items either. The the chocolate chip cookies I had were perfectly crunchy on the outside, soft mm-hmm. on the inside. It was awesome. Well, now that we've made everyone listening super hungry, um, <laughs> <laughs> let's let's talk about some of the the sights we saw around town. Yeah. So, I mean, the first night we got there, one of the first things we did, which is one of the first things I always do in Joseph, is head straight for the north end of Wallawa Lake where there's a boat dock and some incredible views of the mountains just over the lake. It was insane. We went at the perfect time. I really wanted to get some nice drone shots for the video at Golden Hour. And it was just so, so magical. You know, the Lawas are still covered in snow. They're snow-capped mountains. And then, obviously, the lake is just this awesome color of blue-green, and that nice contrast of the color of the lake, the snow-capped mountains. You got, like, families barbecuing, kids running around. This man is playing with the chuck it with his dog, and it's almost like a scene out of a movie. <laughs> yeah. It's so idyllic. And, and this is the, so, I mean, there's a couple different parks on the Wallawa Lake. The southern end is the state park, where there's a lot of camping, a lot of room, but not really any good views. The north end is a county park, where there's no camping, but there's definitely some little picnic areas, and the views there are just spectacular. So most of the pictures you've seen of Wallawa Lake are from that Northern County Park, and that's just a few minutes from downtown Joseph. It's really right there. It's crazy how close it is, and you know, the whole time I'm thinking, oh, we only have a short time of a window of golden hour. Like In my head, I'm, I wasn't exactly sure how far the lake was going to be, and then we get there, have plenty of time, and it was nice to just really enjoy it yeah gosh this is one of those those scenes you just really don't forget so that was that was just that was night one that was like a few hours into town we had that amazing scene Mm -hmm. uh the second day you know we really were like okay we got a a full day in town day one of two full days in town so let's really try to get in a bunch of stuff so it was a little bit of a busy day for us but i think Mm -hmm. what we saw was a lot of really cool options for anyone who wants to visit joseph yes Definitely. The first part of the day, we kind of just walked around, explored town a bit, and we stopped in at the Arrowhead Chocolates. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And to paint the picture for you, it's, you know, our schedule got a little mixed up, and so we ended up being there early in the morning at this chocolate shop. (laughs) You know, you fully lean into it. You got to have a nice array of chocolates for breakfast, of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I did a little chocolate tasting on camera. It was okay. If I'm trying to remember all of them, it was a, a salted caramel. It was a huckleberry chocolate, which was the best of the bunch. Super good. Mm-hmm. There was uh, a whiskey chocolate made with local whiskey down from down the street. There was a um, honeycomb chocolate. Mm-hmm. And the chili, and a, a, the a spicy, spicy one. chili. Yeah, so I mean, that just shows you sort of the breadth of the chocolates they do there. Really amazing handmade truffles, local chocolate shop. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure all of the flavors, isn't it? You had the option of milk chocolate or dark chocolate for all the flavors, right? Exactly. I'm a milk chocolate guy personally, but I mean, all I think all of these flavors go really well with either. 
So that's I, definitely worth the stop. We stopped again on our way out of town on the last day. Um, I know I was getting some gifts for some folks. I mean, it never hurts to bring a box of chocolates home. No, that will <laughs> always win you brownie points. Exactly. And not to mention, they also have a great drink selection there, coffees. And Jamie, mm-hmm. didn't you try the chai tea there? Is that right? It's a chai latte. Ah, yes. Yeah, um, which was very good also. Nice spicy chai latte, which I really enjoyed. Yeah. So if you have a big sweet tooth and you are in Joseph, definitely <laughs> stop by Arrowhead Chocolates. Yeah. And so, I mean, again, we're, we, there's a lot you can do in, in right in downtown Joseph, but we were looking to go just a little bit farther out of that town too. So we, uh, one of the first moves we made that first day was to go take the Malava Lake Tramway, which takes you from a spot right near the lake up to uh, the summit of one of the mountains in yeah. the Wallawas, which is really an amazing experience. It's a little bit pricey is the one <laughs> thing I'll say about it. It's, about four, it's $40 per person. But I mean, really what you're getting for that money is actually pretty amazing. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's an experience that you really won't ever forget. Oh yeah. Going up the tram, you're basically just... <laughs> The angle that I saw later on from the road of how the tram is traveling up, you are just going straight up to the summit. And so it takes you up. How long would you say that ride was? 10, 15 minutes? Hard to say. Yeah, I would say it was about 15 minutes. And as you're going up, you are in this little cart that holds four people max. And honestly, that would be a squeeze. You know, just the two of us, granted, I had, we both had our camera gear and stuff, but it's kind of small. And as you're going up, you know, the higher you get up, obviously, the better the view. And you're going and you're just like slowly emerging from the trees and then seeing the snow on the mountains. And then you look in the other direction and you're, you're seeing the lake gets smaller and smaller and just that bird's eye view as you're going up super super cool yeah it takes you up to the top of mount howard which is one of those wallawa peaks and at the top there is a restaurant called the summit restaurant i believe summit grill i want to say Summit grill that sounds right pretty basic food you know we had some you know salad wraps they have hamburgers Mm -hmm. you know had a good cobbler up in the sky if you're going Um, get the cobbler Definitely get, that get cobbler. the cobbler. Nothing like a sky cobbler, you know? <laughs> Nothing like a sky cobbler. The, the crust right. on that was just, oh, mm-hmm. super tasty. From that restaurant, which is right where you kind of depart the tram, there are some hiking trails that lead up into some, I mean, truly some really spectacular views. Yeah. Second to none. This is the place where you can really get an idea of why this is called the Swiss Alps of Oregon. Mm-hmm. The mountain peaks right there in your face. God, it was it just absolutely incredible views yeah and by the time we walked out on to those trails we were the only ones there i think that the tram had closed for a special event so we were one of the last ones up on the mountain and you know there's a little bit of snow to walk through a little bit of mud and then once you get to the end of the trail it looks like the scene out of a movie that you're just standing there taking in the mountains, like a great spot for contemplation. Just imagine for scale, like a tiny person looking like an ant and then these huge mountains right in front of you. It's pretty unbelievable. Yeah. Worth the price, do you think? I think a once in a lifetime $40 tram (laughs) trip. (laughs) I think it was worth it. Absolutely. So, I mean, you could spend a lot of time up there. Mm-hmm. Um, we did not because, of course, we have a thousand other things to do. <laughs> so we kind of hustled back down the tram 
and he went off to um, some other destinations. So yes. it kind of came around, back around the lake toward Joseph. Mm-hmm. And between Joseph and the lake, um, there's a, a nice little pair of attractions right there. The first one is Chief Joseph's gravesite, which is the actual gravesite of Chief Joseph the Elder, who was uh, a indigenous leader of the Nez Perce people, who was sort of the first to lead the resistance against the U.S. government. His son, also named Chief Joseph, um, led sort of the famous stand against the U.S. Army, fleeing from the Army after they were forced to cede a bunch of their reservation lands. So it's a, a really important cultural and historical site in Joseph. And I love that this is a place that really is given, I think, the attention and recognition that it deserves right there in town. Yeah. I was I was surprised to hear that it's the actual gravesite where he's actually buried. I, I don't know that I've been to many of those of historical figures before, so uh, it was kind of surreal, and they have some nice little stands where you can read more about the history of Chief Joseph and his importance. So if you don't know anything about Chief Joseph, it's still a great place to check out and learn a bit about him. And right next to that, and actually sort of connected by uh, a trail network, is this uh, small Oregon State Park site. It's one of the newer state park sites. It's, it's a little one called Ewedem Lichen uh, State Heritage Site. And it's a really nice spot, I think, that pairs well with Chief Joseph's gravesite, where you can kind of go check out the gravesite and kind of wander in these trails. It's kind of contemplative right up there against the mountains. I've been there at sunset before, uh, and the color against the grasses here in this the site can just turn gold gold or sort of this glowing green depending on the season and it's a really nice spot just to do a little bit of you know ambling about a little wandering Mm -hmm. Um, so we did a little bit of that as well saw some wildflowers saw some pretty views and uh, tried to avoid getting too badly sunburned while we were out there exactly it was a nice place to kind of meander and also at the front of the trailhead there's a sign saying there was a cougar sighting uh, not too, but like, but like I think three years ago, three years ago, but that sign is still there to scare you. <laughs> they never took it down. I mean, yeah, there's cougars there. There was one a few years ago. You know? <laughs> so if all of that wasn't enough for us, we still had one more day in full day. Joseph <laughs> and, uh, we spent that hiking and it was so great. We went to Eagle Cap Wilderness did about maybe like three and a three three and a half miles in and then back out so a total of about six miles and wow that was really really something Jamie oh it's so nice I mean Eagle Cap Wilderness it is basically the wilderness area in the Wallawa Mountains and you there's so much to do there it's so massive um, a lot of people what they like to do is spend a few days backpacking around it. It's popular among horseback riders, uh, trail runners. There's just so many trails um, and so many things to see. Uh, But one of the things I love to do there is just kind of pop in, wander around for a couple hours and pop out. Mm -hmm. Uh, The trail network isn't super complicated. So if you just stick to one trail, you hike a couple hours in or you get to a point where you say, this looks good enough. You can just turn around and walk back. And that's exactly what we did. Yeah. We hiked up to um, basically toward Ice Lake, which is a spot that I've backpacked at before, and I sort of knew this trail to be very scenic. And there's a nice river crossing at a certain point with some nice mountain views upriver. And it was a really nice spot to just sort of get to, sit down in the shade for a minute and go back. But, I mean, Vicki, one of the great spots about this area, as you saw, was that there are just really amazing views the entire way. 
There seriously are. There is uh, kind of just a lookout point, a rest point, somewhere you could just have a snack, look out into the mountains, look down into the river, which was, you know, rushing with snowmelt and uh, everything from the rain as well. And then when we got to that river crossing point, really cool bridge, just a tree, <laughs> like a tree log just going across, made into a bridge, shaved up the top to make it a flat walking surface and have a little handrail, uh, which I had not seen something like that before. So it was pretty cool. And as you're walking, it's kind of like bouncing, a little scary, but uh, adds some fun to the to the bridge. And it was it was such such a nice hike and we got to see some of those horseback riders like large groups going by which was fun too yeah just really such an incredible day so by the time we got to the end of that that second full day and we're preparing to spend our last night in town and go back home the next morning it really felt like we had done quite a lot a lot of different things between the tramway the restaurants the shops the hikes it really felt like our days were just jam-packed with stuff yeah and it was funny because, um, well, Jamie, you have friends that live in town. And so we met up with them on the last night. And it was very clear after talking with them that, you know, we barely scratched the surface. There's a ton <laughs> more of activities and places to go and see in Joseph. And we are going to talk about some of those things, the things that we did not do that we are hoping to do next time in town. But first, we are going to take a quick break. Okay, folks, we are back talking about things to do in Joseph. And right now we're specifically talking about some things that we did not do on our most recent trip to Joseph, but that we're hoping to do the next time we are around those parts. Mm -hmm. So Vicki, as you mentioned, some friends in town had just were giving us like recommendation after recommendation after recommendation. And it really felt like, you know, I think at first this idea of like, oh God, we've missed some important (laughs) things. But I love reframing that as this idea of, well, these are great excuses to come back again yeah. in different seasons or to do different things with different goals. Mm-hmm. And gosh, I'm not really sure where to start. So what for you popped out as some of the things that you really felt like you want to do next time you're in Joseph? Well, for sure, if I go back and have you know a few more days, maybe a whole week, Hell's Canyon looked really cool. Oh, yeah. And granted, it is a bit more of a drive, but maybe worth it. And you've been there before, right, Jamie? Yeah, Hell's Canyon is phenomenal. And for those who aren't aware of Hell's Canyon or what it is, it is right there on like the northeast corner of Oregon and the border with Oregon and Idaho. It is the deepest river gorge in North America, deeper even than the Grand Canyon, much harder to get to, however. <laughs> so, you know, the Hat Point Overlook, which is sort of one of the, the most famous overlooks of Hell's Canyon with a nice uh, fire lookout tower and some beautiful views and trails, is about a two and a half hour drive from downtown Joseph. So after doing a five and a half hour drive from Portland to Joseph, tacking on like an extra five hour day of driving is a lot to ask. You know, I've done it before and it definitely was not the most fun (laughs) (laughs) being in the car all that time. So I really feel it seems like that's something you need to dedicate to or dedicate some time to do. I feel like if we had had a third full day, we could have done that second full day doing that and had a rest day on either side. Uh, Vicki, I think absolutely you're right. That is a spot that every Oregonian should check out at some point. It's in our state, and it's just a beautiful landmark. I must go back to see it. I know your friends also mentioned the Moraine hike. Well, what exactly is that? 
Uh, yeah. Okay. So the Wallawa Lake, the way it was formed uh, is that a glacier had sort of receded off of the mountains. And when it, it had done so, it kind of pushed the land up around it. The glacier eventually melted, creating the lake. And the land that got pushed up, they're, they're called moraines on either side of the lake. So the east moraine is sort of one that gets a lot of sunlight. It's a grassy area with a lot of wildflowers in the late spring and early summer. And recently, some folks in Joseph um, bought that land, which had been private, and have turned it into a public hiking area. So when we were there, there were definitely some folks who were hiking up there, getting some beautiful pictures of the wildflowers and that viewpoint overlooking Wallawa Lake in the mountains. It's really just one of the best views in town. Still kind of kicking myself for not getting out there while we were there. But again, you can't do everything. And that is definitely at the top of my list next time I'm there. Yeah, the wildflowers were really insane because as you drive to either side of the lake, you pass by this area and it's just full bloom and really gorgeous. Just like a bed of yellow flowers on the side. It's mm -hmm. kind of jaw-dropping for sure. And speaking of wildflowers, I mean, one of the spots that I've been to before, but I know, Vicki, that you have not, is the Zumwalt Prairie, which is a series of, of areas that are you know, protected as conservation areas for wildflowers, kind of on the way to Hell's Canyon. Go down these, these gravel roads and pull off these you know, barely signed pullouts, and you can see these fields of beautiful wildflowers with mountain views sometimes behind them. Really gorgeous spots to see some of these flowers that are out there. Ugh. And then amongst other activities, we heard about some people who had done some rail riding. And isn't that where you, you kind of, it's almost like something you pedal or? Yeah, it? it's, it's like um, a two-seater pedal motorized cart that is designed to fit over railroad tracks that are no longer used for trains. So the Joseph Branch Rail Riders is the group that takes people out and you can basically pedal along the railroad tracks. It, it is just a yet another kind of fun adventure to do in Joseph. You know, there's of course horseback riding and hiking and mountain biking and kayaking and all that stuff. And the the rail riding is just, I think, a really sort of more unique way to do all of that. It seemed really cool, very exposed. So definitely like something you need to bring your sun protection for, <laughs> but just a really interesting and fun kind of experience, it seems. I don't know that I've seen much like that before. I'm sure in some of these uh, other Western little towns, there's more of it, but something that would be new to me, something that I have not done before. Well, Vicki, before we wrap up here, anything else that, that you didn't see in Joseph or anything else you want to give a special shout out to? I think we covered it all, honestly. Maybe I would like to go back in the winter. Uh, some of my friends have gone and the lake completely gets frozen over and something you can even walk on. Not that I am advising anyone to do that, <laughs> but the pictures <laughs> looked really awesome. So maybe enjoy some snow time in Joseph as well. I have a friend who goes out and does some ski hut snowboarding out there, oh, wow. um, which uh, for folks who enjoy that sort of thing, it seems like a really nice spot to do it. Mm. So I think that's the way, you know, check out Joseph in the summertime. If you miss the summertime, check it out in the fall or the winter or the spring, trying it in different seasons with different kind of approaches to it. There's really a number of ways you can enjoy that space up there. And I, I would say definitely Vicki, you know, for folks going up there, Spend a few days, yeah. you know, two full days, I think is like the minimum yeah. to spend there. Three nights is great. If you can spend four nights, five nights, if you have the means to do so, mm -hmm. 
definitely take advantage of that because there is just um, so much to do out there and it is a long drive to get there too. Yeah, it definitely, it wasn't the worst drive ever, but you know, it's, it's not just like going directly to Cannon Beach where it's like an hour and Mm -hmm. a half or something like that from Portland at least. So really maximize your time once, once you're there and spend, you know, at least a long weekend, at least four, four ish days. Exactly. Well, folks, we're going to wrap up for today. And until next time, you can watch our videos on the Oregonians YouTube channel and view all of our travel and outdoors coverage on OregonLive.com travel, as well as HereIsOregon.com. Please leave us a rating or review if you enjoy the show. And if you want to support this podcast and our local journalism, please consider a subscription to Oregon Live. You can find details at OregonLive.com slash pod support. Also, if you're a fan of the show and are interested in potentially sponsoring it, you can get in touch with our marketing people at advertise at Oregonian.com. This episode of the show was produced by me, Vicki Connor, alongside Jamie Hale and Andrew Thien. Stay safe and happy travels, everyone. Until next time, we leave you with this 10 seconds of Zen.